0: The manifesto the manifesto all right brothers (laughs) and sisters (laughs)
1: manifesto
0: hey i started recording here bishop come on be reverent okay we're we're starting sacrament meeting now apologies (laughs) Uh, um welcome brothers and sisters to another amazing sacrament meeting um the of our next season uh we've changed times we've changed sacrament times this year Uh, so we will now be meeting at 11 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock which may or may not be good depending what your childhood philosophy on bedtime and uh, nap time is uh, better for fast Sunday though. Cause you go home and just have an early uh, dinner. Uh, great things going on here. Anyways, I'm going to turn the time over to Bishop for some special announcements.
1: Yes. Yeah, special announcements. Speaking of special announcements first, I guess I will just say we've decided to start season two of the XX Mormon podcast because of your feedback. So some of the comments we've been getting is basically, keep doing this podcast. You guys keep it light and funny and under an hour, which is everything that's missing from the ex Mormon podcast world.
0: Yeah. So
1: we're here to fill that void. If you want us to keep going, we're going to set up a donate button, eventually, right? Or, or I, some way to donate.
0: I, I I think so. I think that would be that would be good. A little a little priestcraft goes along. Mm-hmm. A long way well, with us. A Long way. Um, and, yeah, I feel like we just really need to solidify um, that our position as ex Mormons. <laughs> um,
1: and then, uh, yeah, continue writing feedback to unmormon at gmail.com or uh, continue to leave us uh, reviews on the uh, wherever you get in your podcast. So yeah, that's that
0: Apple is podcast. our main. Podchaser, that Spotify, kind of, yeah, wherever you can leave reviews um, for podcasts. Yeah. And, you know, with the donation thing, like we we want to set that up because this takes effort. And I also do a lot of other podcasting. Um, and so just having, having that support is really great. But don't feel obligated. Um, there are no Temple Recommend interviews here. We're not going to ask you, you know, if, if you pay your, your tithes. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, if, if you like what we do and you feel the urge to help us keep doing it, that would be super, super groovy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what else, what else is going on, Bishop?
1: Um, that's really it for, uh, for ex, -ex ex-Mormon announcements. Um, so the topic of today is... Is the ex Mormon manifestos?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So the first, the first manifesto made by our Lord and Savior Jeremy Reynolds was the CES letter, right? <laughs> and this was like this was the first time an ex Mormon really uh, gathered and consolidated all the. Concerns with the LDS Church into one place, right? And, and said, in, this like, is why in, I'm in a
0: simple place too, right? You yeah, because before that, there were there were books that were out and stuff that you could you could find. Um, I was young then, so I don't know about what the Mormon underground was like. Um, but there, you know, that was kind of the first time that it was like, "Hey, here's this simple thing." Um, and I learned about it in seminary and learned very well. How to refute it? Oh yeah, that's just angry anti stuff. Don't listen to that. You can't. You can't listen to them.
1: <laughs> I think the challenge that came. What Jeremy Reynolds did differently was he, the CES letter was uh, secular. It was secular, secular, and it was factual.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas a lot of anti-Mormon tracts, they were actually anti-Mormon. Like they were blowing right. things out of proportion. Yeah, they were taking things out of context. Yeah, and so it would be really easy it was like, oh, my friend gave me this Baptist leaflet, and it's making me cry, and you go talk to your young men's leader, your bishop. And you can say, well, this is, you know, you can look up that scripture reference, see all the ellipses. They're cutting this stuff out to make it fit their agenda.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Jeremy Reynolds comes across with, I had genuine questions. This is what they were. This is the historical resources. Here's my all my sources.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so that, yeah, so that ended up causing a lot of damage. And then after that, you had Letter to My Wife. And then it seems... Like whenever somebody leaves the church, they have this need to post some kind of description or story on their social media. To kind of it, the way it looks to me is it sets the record straight of I'm no longer participating in the church. Yeah. This is what happened. This is what my calling was before. This is how committed I was before. This is what I found. As I tried to find more things, I found less help. Nobody could help me. Nobody could counsel me. Nobody could guide me and then i realized it was all made up and i was better off not wasting my time with it mhm yeah so i think the reason why people feel the need to post those things is because the church has such strong internal rhetoric on apostates
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they're deceived they're deceived by satan they want to sin they're oh there's that one BYU i BYU Idaho talk by Hen- henry Iring's son where he says like people either change their beliefs or they change their behavior to match their new beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only reason why they leave. Well,
0: Stephen C. Harper came and did a, uh, he did this little thing. And I say Stephen C. Harper, because in Canada we have Stephen Harper, former prime minister. So right. just making the distinction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he came and uh, gave, gave this talk and he said the exact same thing. And I was like, this is garbage. Like what, what? Cause by that time, I was kind of mentally out, but not because I wanted to quote unquote sin, whatever that means. Mm
1: -hmm. So because of that strong internal rhetoric against apostates and outsiders, I think there is this need in every ex-Mormon to kind of set the record straight and come clean. And you recently, I haven't done anything like that, but you've recently chosen to do that. And I was kind of surprised because you have, in your public life, have kept your departure from Mormonism very close to the vest.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really shared anything about it. I mean, th- this was kind of the weird thing was uh, when when I shared this, people started talking like, oh, this is just recent. Like, what happened? You know, uh, and I'm like, oh, like, I left a long time ago. I mean, really, I left two years ago now. Um, but I didn't like leave, leave till I was done at BYU Idaho, which was just about a year ago. And so this was like a really weird thing because it was old news to me and old news to my closest friends, M- my closest friends, none of them messaged me. Um, uh, a couple of them said like, oh, I really like your post, you know, and a lot of them liked it, mm-hmm. but none of them really messaged me like, oh, what's going on? Because they already knew. Like, And they <laughs> they messaged me like normal things yesterday. You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, I saw this waffle and I know you like waffles. You should try this place. You know, like just normal conversation things <laughs> because it wasn't news right. to them. But to all these other people on my Facebook, it it was news. Like this was like, what is going on? And so I want to back up a little bit. Today is Sunday. We record this on Sundays, and uh, we post it on Sundays. Wow, it's uh, this is our <laughs> replacement for for church. Um, so fill the air a little bit. Well, while, while I'm finding this, if if you want.
1: Okay. Well, I know. I just know of someone who recently sent out like a 22 page Word document, like an actual manifesto, um, and <clears throat> I haven't been able to connect with them and kind of find out how things are going, but I'm kind of hearing in the background that it has definitely caused a lot of waves and ripples uh, with the family. Probably some family relationships won't be the same. Your post was very, very tame. I think you included uh, interviews of you talking about your departure of Mormonism, Mm -hmm. like where you've talked about it in other places, so it's like your post is really tame and if people really want to know then they have to spend 40, 30 minutes watching oh, a video, which they those they may video, or may not
0: want to do. Those videos are like two hours each, like they're a lot right. a lot longer. Um, which I know a lot of people have gone and watched them, uh, which'll we'll, we'll get yeah. to that response in in a second. So backing up, I so um, for for people who don't know, I actually do podcasting for work. Um, most of my podcasts that I do are hobbies. Like it's for me, it's fun for me. I like doing it. Um, and then I also have clients. I edit a lot of podcasts for a variety of clients. And so podcasting is kind of my world. That's where most of my friends come from. Uh, I mean, that's how Bishop Jensen and I got in touch really is through the podcasting world. And so I, Like this is very normal for me, but I never post on social media, at least not on my personal Instagram page. Um, I have a lot of people from the podcasting world that follow me on there, but I really only post like pretty nature videos that I make, (laughs) you know, Uh, but then on Friday, I post or maybe it was Thursday, I post this this clip because I was tagged in it by a podcaster whose show I guested on. And I said, I was a guest on a podcast and I shared this clip and I got all these messages saying, wow, that's super cool. You were a guest on a podcast. Um, And I'm thinking I've published like hundreds of (laughs) podcast episodes this year. Like one show that I started this year is over 115 episodes already, like this is yeah. all, this is all I do all day every day, but people were like, "Wow, and so it just goes to show like, because I don't really share that stuff on my personal social social media very much, a lot of people are like unaware of like who I am, right and And so that'll give some context to what's about to come. so uh some people in the postmo exmo uh nuance mo world. Uh, might know Nemo the Mormon. So I follow him on Instagram and he shared this post and it was uh, a Joseph embracing Emma. It was a picture of Joseph embracing Emma and uh, mm-hmm. it says Joseph was 21 and Emma was 22 when they were married. Helen Mar Kimball was born two years later, which I read that I was like, that's actually insane. Like I didn't realize oh, wow. that's how big the spread <clears throat> was, right? Yeah. And so... I, uh, I share this and it just kind of got me fired up. So I shared this post and then um, I sarcastically I put in quotes. I'm like, it was a different time. And then an eye rolling emoji. And then I'm going to go through the uh, following stories that I, I posted with this. I went on kind of a rant here. I said, I was taught it was okay that Joseph married a 14 year old. I was taught you couldn't date until you were 16. I was taught we couldn't judge the prophet of God by today's moral standards. I was taught that God is perfect and doesn't change. So some kind of, you know, those don't really mesh. Then I said, if you believed someone spoke for God, for the God you believed in, and they walked into your home around the age of 37 and said, if I marry your 14-year-old daughter, your whole family's exaltation is secure. Would you give him your daughter? One, your daughter isn't your property. So two, you're being promised something you get when you die, something no one can confirm you will receive. Three, this guy already has other wives. And I did say something that was illegal, which people did bring to my attention. It wasn't illegal to practice polygamy when he did it. Polygamy was made illegal later in the United States. Okay, I'll concede that. And
1: why but was it made illegal?
0: Because of Mormons. Um, exactly, and, right? It, yeah. was so,
1: it was something where it was like, we don't need to criminalize this because nobody does it.
0: Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but then uh, my friend, he he uh, he messaged me and he says, this is how I grow my testimony in polygamy because the it was to persecute the Mormons and it's like this Mormon persecution complex thing going on. And uh, Mm -hmm. I'm like, four, your child is 14 years old. Uh, And I I said, if your husband walks up to you and says, see, I start getting really sarcastic here. If your husband walks up to you and says, babe, all these girls I've been sleeping with and bringing over to the home. Yeah, I need to marry them. An angel with an effing flaming sword told me I need to marry more women. My hands are tied. Uh, And I said, I said, run. And then I said, but he speaks for God. And then I posted other cult leaders and other people who have claimed to speak for God. Some polygamists, some the Pope and uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Um, and uh, and then, of course, Marshall Applewhite, who I guess was part of the Heaven's Gate. He was one of the leaders right. um, with that. And then I said, someone claiming something and you feeling it's true doesn't make it true. Protect yourself from... a." Uh, protect yourself and others from abuse at the hands of religious leaders. It's okay to do what they tell or it's okay to not do what they tell you. You will not go to hell for it. Um, uh, yeah, and then I posted the expectations of profits over time graph that kind of goes down. Um, I'm right. sure everybody's seen that posted somewhere. Um, but yeah, ask me a question. I, fe- I feel like this is just my, my tirade.
1: That's so okay. so that's kind of how so you start seeing these these things that are posted and you repost them on your Instagram.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: And then yeah. That kind of leads you to a position where you're like I better clear the air for some people or else I'm going to get a lot of weird questions. Yes. Or,
0: so because I did get a lot of weird questions. Like I got a lot of messages that were like, "Hey, I don't know what's going on with you, man." I did get a couple people both in the church, out of the church, and have nothing to do with the church who, you know, reacted to the story with clappy hands or whatever, like, yes, you know, right. good job, you know, I appreciate this. One friend who, she speaks a lot about trauma and abuse and speaks out about it. Um, she's not, from what I know, she's not religious at all, never has been, um, but she she really appreciated that. And, um, and then I had... Um, one one friend who I hadn't spoken to for years, he, he says, hey bro, I was inactive for a year after reading the CES letter, letter to my wife and everything else there is to read about quote unquote anti and church history. And he goes into this kind of message where it's like, I've been there. I know you're struggling, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, like this isn't new. Like I've replied to him. I'm like, this isn't new. Yeah. Like I just never talk about this. Uh, I just saw a meme and kind of, riffed on it and shared my my thoughts and feelings on it. And um, I was like, yeah, I've been gone for two years. So I was like, okay. Um, and then I get another friend who corrected me that it wasn't illegal. And um, he said a few other things. And he's like, also marriage at 16 was the average in the 1800s. And Um, so I went and like pulled census data and other research from like the university of Minnesota and sent it to Mm -hmm. him and he sent me, uh, verses and everything. And I just was basically like, this is going to take a second to respond. So just like, hold on while I, you know, reply to everything. And, uh, and I'm like, also as an aside, this doesn't have any bearing on our friendship. (laughs) I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm just being really straightforward and clear here. And I send him this whole, whole thing. Uh, quotes from Mar Kimball um, in letters she's written, and then uh, like I just went through this whole whole thing, and I was like, "You can listen to this. Listen to this." I sent him year of polygamy, um, which at the time of the LMR Kimball episode, it had much more a "We're going to make this work." Like the church is still mm-hmm. true. We're going to make this work, kind yeah. of thing. I send him all of this, and uh, I don't expect him to reply. It was like. It was like five thousand words, uh, probably. Um, yeah, like yeah, so those are some of those are some of the replies. Do you have any any thoughts so far?
1: I mean, I think one thing that's tough about posting opinions and trying to have a discussion on any uh, kind of messenger service or public forum is that it is basically impossible to change someone's mind. Because to change someone's mind, like you have to walk through a Socratic mm-hmm. dialogue. I think that's the only way to do it, and you yep. have to have real back and forth and, and question and challenge how people came to their conclusions yep. instead of just spitting more facts and data at them. Yep. And, but when you're typing, you can't have an immediate back and forth, and I think that's why these uh, these posts end up turning into keyboard wars if they're not monitored properly is because yeah. it's like you can't have an immediate back and forth. All you can do is rage at each other. Yeah. With and, facts and figures, right?
0: And and looking back at that particular interaction, I should have just been like, "Hey, thanks for sharing your thoughts," you know, mm-hmm. you know, like that's it. Like I, I don't even know if I should have brought you know the census data into it, right? Like
1: we're asked to have like a phone call, right? F- like, right. but it's and, hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's and, hard. And so I just kind of got into it, um, especially because I also got a lot of positive. R- responses. I right. I had a few people say, you know, thanks for sharing this. I, I can't say stuff like this because I'm in um, and I still am dependent on my family. And if mm-hmm. I say anything, like I'm worried they'll disown me or kick me out or cut me off or whatever. Right. And so I, you know, I was just kind of in this like, no, you know what, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say all of this and and you can take it and um you know one guy said you just out here ripping on the church brother and i said ripping on abuse like i clarified i was like i'm ripping on abuse um i said i think the people in the church do a lot of great things but it isn't immune to issues and then he's like there's abuse wherever you go uh just looks like you're just tearing down something i love and i was like yeah i'm fighting the abuse in the church because that's like, that's what I'm familiar with. The whole, like, you can leave it, but you can't leave it alone thing. It's like, that's what I know. We've talked about this on the show before. That's what I know. And that's why I'm fighting it where I'm fighting it. And and I, I said, people are always going to, you know, not love the stuff that you love. That's okay. If, if you don't like it, you can unfollow me, I guess. Um, right. And And this is... This is like the only time I've posted something like this. I have been mm-hmm. out for two years, and I saw a meme,, yeah. and I decided to share it uh, yeah. <laughs> and share my opinion on it. Um, and then I got into some other great conversations with people, and um you know, like I think it, I think overall it was pretty positive, positive. and it was that that positivity, um the people kind of coming out to me and and saying i appreciate what you're doing that i was like maybe i should like kind of just put it out publicly uh it's Mm -hmm. been a while all my close friends and family already know maybe i should just just say it um say that i'm done and make that clear
1: so do you kind of feel like there's an elephant in the room when you like, is that, was that a motivator for kind of making this a little more public of whenever you run into more casual acquaintances that you knew from church yeah, and you talk to them and they just kind of assume that you're still yeah. active and they talk to you like you're still active yeah, and you don't know how to be like, well, actually I don't do that anymore. Right. Like,
0: yeah. Is that part of it or? That's absolutely part of it. Um, and then this just kind of seemed like the right moment. Um, yeah. cause yeah, like I was out with friends the other day. Some of our friends are in a band and, um, I went, I went to see them play and we're sitting there chatting and, uh, I, two of my friends, they had been on a date and then I'm chatting and she, she knew that I was out. Like she was aware this guy was mm-hmm. not this guy. I didn't really know him that well. And, and so in the conversation, he's just like, oh yeah, I got this and got that. And like, it was very, one of those like YSA late night Mormon conversations, you know, when it kind of gets like, isn't the plan amazing, you know, when they're high on the spirit kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just sitting there and I was looking at my friend and she, she knew obviously that I was like, oh, you know, like, uh, well, but I didn't say anything. I was like, oh yeah, that's. That's crazy. <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> right? I,
1: I think, like, while that is it, you have to watch Street Epistemology with Anthony. Anthony Magnabosco. Magna yeah. Magnabosco. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but I, because th- that's, my mom sent me some post of some anti COVID, anti vax thing. And it was just so ridiculous. I phoned her and I did some real crappy street epistemology.
0: Gotta start somewhere. But it was
1: the only thing I could do to save, to maintain or keep the relationship going. So it's like, if my mom's going to keep sending me crazy stuff, I need to find a way to engage with her without being a dick. Mm -hmm. And by just asking her questions about how she came to her conclusions and whether or not that seemed reasonable. Yeah. I was able to kind of unbrainwash her auto auto indoctrination better than I would be by telling my mom she was an idiot and I can't believe she's falling for this crap. Right,
0: right. Yeah. And I definitely, I've done street epistemology before and it works a lot better and it makes for better conversations. Um, And I definitely failed to do that in this, um, with these instances, like I should have been slower. Although with one friend, she and I both were uh, in the conversation asking questions back and forth, um, particularly Mm -hmm. about polygamy. She was like, oh, I guess I should ask, like, what do you, you know, she she was like, do you know anyone who's polygamist? And I guess her, one of her best friends is actually polygamist. And I was like, oh, interesting. And so that's been a really productive conversation because I'm not actually against polygamy. Like, I I had to make that clear with a few people. Yeah. I'm not against polygamy. My problem is it was with a 14-year-old girl who was told that her family's exaltation depended on, on this marriage to Joseph Smith. That's my problem. Um, between consenting adults who are aware, um, that's a totally different story. Um, mm-hmm. But, so, yeah, this just kind of felt then like the right moment to actually um get into it and i i felt like i needed to to clarify a few things for people so i went through like i literally i spent the entire day saturday like 12 hours writing something deleting it like trying to figure out mm-hmm. what what i should say um and um yeah that was exhausting cuz I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I should clarify. I should share the quotes from Helen Mar Kimball. I should, you know, say this, this, this. You know, um, uh, which I I didn't end up end up doing. Um, I did share the year of polygamy. I was like, the year of polygamy episode on Helen Mar Kimball. I was I was like, this might help you understand like where this comes from and understand the history. Mm -hmm. And I made it clear in the post in the Instagram post that the, this was like from a faithful Latter-day Saint perspective too. um, Mm -hmm. So that they could hopefully feel a little more at ease (laughs) going, (laughs) going into that and didn't feel like I was attacking them. But that's where we're at.
1: I like, I don't think the average Mormon would ever read one of these manifestos all the way through. Mm -hmm. I think they'd read until their feelings got hurt and then start responding to what hurt their feelings right away. Yeah. Because I th- that's what I would have done when I was a Mormon. That's how far, uh, like, when I read the CES letter, I'd read until something really hit a nerve, and then I'd just go run to fair right, to try and find a reason to make me not feel so bad.
0: Right, right.
1: And so yeah. I think with these manifestos, like, because it was a thing with the excommunication interviews where people would use this as, like, a opportunity to run through their own personal CES letter, mm-hmm. hoping to plant seeds of doubt with yep. the whole high council and the state presidency. And it's like, they don't care. They're not listening. Yeah, They're probably playing on their phones. And when something does prick a nerve, they're just going to go find something, some
0: apologetics to keep them in, right? And a lot of them to already actually, know about it.
1: Exactly. Yes. Yes. And, they, and they're like, fine with yep. it. They've found a way to accept it.
0: Yeah. They're, they do the, yeah, so? Why does that matter? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... like Popularized what? by David A. Bednar like who cares yeah. yeah he's been doing
1: that in david bednar has been doing that in firesides people asking those questions he's like i've known about that for years next question
0: yeah like <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're they already know about this and that's kind of what i realized so i was going to share like my whole story i was going to be like well mm-hmm. when i was 8 i remember that's when i first learned to lie because i said that i felt warm and fuzzy when I felt nothing like I didn't care. Right. Um, but, but I felt like I, I felt warm and fuzzy and that's what I needed to say. And then I had a few instances of like Bishop's interviews, um, where they definitely overstepped the line, but Mm -hmm. you know, I, I realized in writing it, I'm like, they all know about this and they're all like, they would read it and be like, so what? So what you why's Alex
1: got a why's Elder Jackson got a big problem with this stuff?
0: Right. Why does he care? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, like, whatever. Um so after writing all of this, I like <laughs> distilled it down to what we have today. Mm-hmm.
1: Um Which is probably I'd say as far as like a coming out post goes for leaving Mormonism, this is about as good as one can go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think I distilled it pretty well. Um, and uh, and like we mentioned earlier in the episode, I think we mentioned this already. I've because I do podcasting. This has come up with a couple a couple people in podcasting, and uh, mm-hmm. and then they've invited me on their show to talk about it because it applies applies to them. And I kind of figured since since i already have that kind of public podcasting thing going on i'm mm-hmm. like okay well i'll just i'll i'll do it like i'll be the the person to go and um say this more publicly um without making this my whole my whole world <laughs> my other podcasts yeah. have nothing to do with mormonism so i uh sh- should i read my post
1: if you feel comfortable
0: if yeah 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 yeah, um whatever
1: you feel like sharing.
0: Yeah, it's my child. It, it's not Go very long. In peace. Thank, thank you, Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I this is this is what I posted on Facebook and I, I posted a like a story version on Instagram. I said, I didn't really plan to share this, but based on some of the responses to my Instagram stories yesterday, I think it could help people. Faith crises suck. You grow up believing wholly in one thing and then an article, tidbit of history, a friend. your own thoughts send you spinning. About two years ago, I accepted that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was not what it claims to be. To people not raised in a fundamentalist religion, this might seem obvious, but it honestly didn't even occur to me that it might not be capital T true until I was 18. It was a nearly seven-year journey of sorting things out, and that process is ongoing. If you're in the midst of a faith crisis, it's okay to feel grief, Anger, happiness, freedom, betrayal, sadness, disappointment, and pretty much everything else. Let yourself feel it. If you need someone to talk to, I'm here, and so are others. You don't have to go it alone. And then, um, that I actually, that was like the intro to my post Mm -hmm. originally. But then I was like, you know what? Because realizing what you said, like people... They might not read the whole thing. They might just, you know, skip to the whatever, right? And it's a big wall. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just want to get that initial message. Like, this post is primarily for people in a faith crisis struggling right now because I was there and it felt so lonely. Like, I was doing this alone. And people say, Mm -hmm. why don't you rely on Jesus? Uh, Just pray (laughs) and use the atonement. And I was like, that's the problem. Like, I got messages like that. Like... Mm-hmm. Just these scriptures helped me. Read this, say this, and I'm like, no, this is the, that's the that's the problem is that it's not working, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I just said, if you want to hear my full story, you can listen to active Latter Day Saints interview me here, and then I put a link to a, a friend's podcast where I talk about this, and then I and then I said, or listen to someone generally unaware of the LDS Church interview me here. I posted that interview. Conveniently, that second interview came out yesterday. Like that came out the day that I posted this. Um, so I, I I listened to it. Miracle, miracle. You know what? Oh, it's all true. What? Oh, um, so I, I listened to it to make sure I didn't say anything (laughs) totally stupid. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, and then I was like, actually that's good. Um, so I, I posted the two. I know uh I know some people definitely listened to both. I know some people mm-hmm. listened to one or the other um uh and and kind of got the story um the The first one with the active latter day saints it 's like forty two minutes of talking about Star wars and followed by an <laughs> hour and a half of of my story so it's a it's a it's a good time
1: yeah it's so I'm, do you have any golden nugget messages that you want to share?
0: Golden nugget messages. Uh Jesus loves this, you. I learned that um a no, lot I mean, of people like the, told me the that. DM I, the, Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> okay,
1: so that's the that would be the most popular DM is Jesus loves you this I know. No actually that, that so.
0: wasn't the most popular. The most popular was I'm dealing with this right now too. Thank you for sharing. Oh, wow. That was, wow. that was the most common, which I was surprised by. Um, but a, a lot of people really appreciated it. I had people who, um, who they couldn't say anything because of their family. Like they're, they're married and stuff mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. they're out, but their spouse is in, but they have to kind of pretend for their family. Um, and I, I had people who were teenagers still living at home, um, a whole, a whole variety of people. Um, and then even I, I had some, I had some active members message me as well and and say that they really appreciated me sharing. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that was, that was really nice. Like I had a, an old young men's leader. So, okay. I have to share the funniest comment I got on this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you read mm-hmm. it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, comment is
1: it the one who says he's surprised and disappointed or whatever? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this this um, elderly man that I uh, that I he was in my ward growing up. I didn't know him super well. Mm-hmm. Now he's in a YSA ward, um, and uh, <laughs> this is what he responds with: "I am really disappointed and sad for you, Alex. <laughs> May your journey mm-hmm. eventually bring you back to the Lord's true church." I always thought the world of you and still do. Mm-hmm. And it's like this weird, like, I still think you're great and you're, you're going to come back. But it's like this weird backhanded way. And I kind of wanted mm-hmm. to reply like you, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. and use some choice words um, on him. Um, but mm-hmm. I just replied with like a heart emoji. <laughs> I was like, what do I say? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I what, know. What, what do you say to that?
1: Because, like I can see what's going through his mind, because I was him at one point in my life. But it's the first thing he says where he's really disappointed and sad for you is what he's told.
0: Right. He should say I've been there too.
1: But then he has to follow it up with the oh I need to remember, because so many people complain that when they leave the church, all their Mormon friends ditch them. I need to remember to tell him that I love him the way he is so that I don't fall in with that other group of Mormons who are just mean when people leave right? and abandon them. I have to do this thing to show that I still like people even if they leave because there's been negative backlash against the first things that I say. So I need to remember that I've got to cover the church's ass on this right? and try to be a regular person.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's like this weird tonal... <laughs> I don't know, and then my my sister actually my my sister put an angry face put an angry face yeah um, uh, yeah so I thought that was pretty funny um,
1: there was another one that said wow all this just to plug your podcast yeah that was my friend that was Josh. my favorite comment. you know Josh
0: right yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was really funny. I was like, that actually, it's other people's podcasts. I'm just the guest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought. And that... I
1: love how the the active uh, LDS podcast that you're on, one of the hosts, just made sure to you know plug his show and say, just in case you guys are wondering, uh, the LDS stuff starts after 42 minutes. It's like yeah. nobody's gonna watch your show. <laughs> Who do you think's watching your show?
0: <laughs> no, I well, a few people did. I a few a few people <laughs> did. Um, and then I did get uh, a a couple comments that was like, you know, I'm, I've been there. It's a lot to go through. Um, like, I don't know where you're at in your journey, but there's light on the other side, you know, keep, keep unpacking and, and, um, you'll, you'll be good. And, uh, I, you know, really appreciated that of course. And then this is, this is another comment. This came in just like literally an hour ago. Um, So I'm glad Mm -hmm. we didn't start recording until when we did. Uh, She says, this was a lady who was, she was in my YSA ward. Her and her husband were called to be like an elderly, you know, couple to Mm -hmm. be friends with us. Um, And which I actually really appreciated how they did that in my YSA ward. They don't do that in all of them, but my YSA ward was pretty good. She says, I sometimes wonder how you are doing. We didn't talk a lot, but I think about you often. That's really nice. Okay know that you are remembered fondly and loved take care and know that God loves you. I'm like, I'm not dead. Like I'm remembered fondly. I'm like, I'm not dead. You can still call me. Like my phone still works. Like if you want to be my friend, you can still be my friend. I still have almost all of the same friends. I've just started making friends outside of the Mormon sphere. Uh, So I thought that was really funny as well.
1: Well, the, because to them you are dead, right? The Alex that they knew is gone. He right. is no
0: more, right? Except I've been—I've been gone for two years.
1: But to them,
0: right? To them, you're to them, dead. it's just just now.
1: The uh, Alex that they knew, because when you remember the church, tr- this is just me speculating. But when you remember the church, your identity in the church becomes all-consuming, and so really the identity you see in other people is who they are as members of the church. And when mm-hmm. they stop being members of the church, you don't know who they are anymore. Even though 99% of them is still the same, it's yeah. like, I don't know this person anymore. I thought they were something and they just told me it. W- they, they just changed. Yeah. But really like you change what you do two hours a Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, and, and your imaginary friend, right?
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, i know I, people people already knew me like this and i would say mm-hmm. i would say more blasphemous things when i was in because i could get away with it and it was just funny then. but you're that's you like know, how like, that's like, the
1: reason why gay people can call each other fag and black people can call each other the n-word right because they're in the group right but when you're out of the group right now you can't blaspheme anymore well,
0: that's like i've gotten in trouble people have gotten upset with me for saying mormon like Oh, you can't like, use that word anymore. That's our word. I'm like, "What are you like
1: <laughs> You're out. You're out.
0: I'm out. I'm not I uh, yeah. Pardon my language. I didn't mean to say the M word. <laughs> um, oops. Um, so that was um, How
1: dare you take that reclaim slur that they're trying to also discard.
0: <laughs> right. I'm like, "What? Right. Okay, I'm like, what is going on here?" Um, but so okay, with that with that one comment from the guy who said he's disappointed and sad for me, um, I got a message from a former young men's leader, who mm-hmm. uh, this is this is literally how he starts his message. Unlike some others, and he was in this ward that I was in growing up with this old man, he says, unlike some others, I am proud of you. <laughs> like very clearly like pointing to this comment and he's like stand up for what you believe in and and he's like i really appreciated that our paths got to cross and i i hope they cross again is is basically what he said he's like Mm -hmm. keep doing what you feel is right and i really appreciated that like it was a genuine supportive comment from a member of the church who was like just do do what you feel you should do um Mm -hmm. So that was a wholesome. This is like the past three days have been this whole like roller coaster ride of like some like super, super wholesome stuff and some like super like you're damned to hell and I hope you enjoy your ride there. But um, I, I think...
1: Have you gotten any messages like that?
0: Yes. So let me read this to you. This was... Um yeah th- this was this was something. Uh she says. She says, "I was so sad to see your post today, Alex. I watched your YouTube videos. I remember the days when you were my home teacher with your stepdad. I welcomed you into my home as a, as priesthood holders and defenders of the gospel of Jesus Christ." And she says, "This is a all caps really dark place you are in now. Are you really sure you want to stay here in this darkness? There is no happiness in the direction you are heading. I'm like, lady, I've already headed there. And she says, you will give up so very much if you stay this course you are on. I will continue to pray that you return to light and truth. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? what? Like that was the most... Um, forceful um, forceful one and uh, I said thanks for the message but I'm significantly happier now that I've left I've been gone for a while and life's gotten better I'll keep going in this direction hope you keep well (laughs) Um, yeah
1: I think those those statements seem like the ones that might be more fun for street epistemology because it's like oh well how did you come to the conclusion that this is a dark place yeah how confident are you on a scale of one to a hundred that this is a dark place? Right. What kind of, I don't know, tests could we do to verify that this is a dark place? Right. And the, like that, because the more it's kind of like the more absurd the claim, and the more confident they are in the absurd claim, the more fun that that process is, right? Right.
0: Right. But, but I, when I, the
1: sh- claims like close to reality with low confidence, it's not any fun because you're not really. Breaking anything down, but this one, it's like you could break a lot down with this lady if you gave her a phone call.
0: I couldn't. I don't think I could. <laughs> like, because pe- with street epistemology, they also have to be open to the conversation. Right. Right. Yeah. And willing to kind of play along. um she's not. Yeah. Like, she, having home taught her, like, every, she's a very kind of, um, she's got like a bitterness th- thing. Uh, you right. know, half the time when we were home teaching her, it was her being bitter mm-hmm. about what other members in the ward said to her and so and it's like like yeah, so it it wouldn't I don't think it would go well. So but she replied. I kind of was like, Okay, we'll leave it at that. Because right. that's been most of them. They reply, I'm like, yeah. thank you for your message, you know, and that's it. But she says, This is one of the great blessings of agency alex the war in heaven was fought over it and we all get to choose for ourselves but we don't get to choose the outcomes outcomes are set up in divine laws remember you can always change your mind and return to the gospel and the savior's plan of happiness he died for for that blessing to all of us and i was like i don't even know what to say to that like You know, so I just, I just responded. I just did a heart emoji on the message. I was like, yeah, you know, because it's coming from a place of love. That's the thing to remember too. When people are sending Mm -hmm. things like this, they think like, I'm doing this because I love you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And remember the, they have like these Abrahamic tests, like you're going to, you're going to put your son on the altar and you're going to do it because you love him. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And and so it's like, okay, well, thanks, I, I guess. Um, and then an hour later, she sends another message. She says, there are those that leave the church, Alex, and there are those that never leave it alone. To leave the church is your choice but to tear it down and be a negative influence for the church is something not taken lightly by our heavenly father please do not use social media to spread negative information regarding the church or our savior jesus christ some of us hold our love for both so dear and your negative influences may weaken others that may not be be strong in their faith that is a negative influence Please don't be one of those apostates.
1: Well, you've been uh, disappointing her for, I mean, before you made that post on yeah. this podcast, my friend. Yeah. You've been doing a lot of damage. Um, I think that's kind of funny because I don't think members really think about what they're saying. Yeah. It's kind of like you're an abusive spouse. You decide to let your spouse divorce you. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, by the way, do you mind not telling anybody how I hate you? Right. And we can just go our ways in peace? Yeah. Is that You know, yeah, I won't. Okay, yeah, I realize I'm abusive and controlling, but I will find it in my heart to let you go. Just don't tell anybody about how I boxed your lights out, and we'll be good.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> what do I say to that? What do I say to that? Like, Please don't use social... Does she think that like me posting this, posting my personal experience, saying that I found out it wasn't true, it hurt, it sucked, and I understand a lot of other people are going through the same thing. So if you need somebody to talk to, I, I'm i here for you. That was my post. Mm-hmm. The podcast I was invited onto by other people. I don't go out searching to like, all right, now I got to get down and dirty. And these podcast episodes too, I like listen back to it. I'm like... I, f- I think my member friends and family would be very comfortable listening to this and being like, oh, so that's Alex's perspective. Interesting, okay. Mm-hmm. L- like, I don't even know. So I'm just leaving it. Like, I don't even know what I, would, what I would respond to that. But that's been the most like, okay, okay, relax, relax there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, message that I've gotten.
1: So I mean like I have not made a manifesto. I don't think I will make a manifesto. Mm-hmm. I will hide in the shadows of this podcast. Um so looking back on it now, would you do it again?
0: Yeah, I would. I would. Um cuz I I know there there are some people who I think really just needed to hear that. Um and now now it doesn't need to be like 20 years down the line people find out oh he left and they like picture me dead in a ditch somewhere they can mm-hmm. know i'm gone yeah. the, you know and, you know and just stop having those conversations mhm um so yeah i I'd, I'd do it again um not that you know i guess not that it's like always necessary yeah
1: but i just i like i've seen some people do it And it's like, wrong way, buddy. Like, wrong way. Yeah. Um, I think you did everything right. You know what I mean? Like, you kept it very concise. You just, you said, people, if you want to know my story, you can watch this interview with me. If you don't, I don't care. But I just want you to know here's where I'm at. Right. I think that's very, very classy. That's a very classy way to do it. Yep. Uh, to protect or, or uh, maintain the relationships that you find valuable. I have not done a manifesto, I think because, um, well, I actually banned myself from posting on social media, just generally probably... Three or four years ago, because I just would sometimes say really dumb and obnoxious things, Mm -hmm. and it's really quite a great embarrassment to me now. And so I'm out of the habit of posting on social media. I haven't posted anything in a long time, and I don't want the first thing to be about the church. And I don't know if I could do it as uh, concisely or as professionally as what you did. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I mean, that took all day for, for me to do because I had drafts yeah. and drafts written out, like some where I basically pour mm-hmm. my anti-testimony. That I was like, I know right. Joseph Smith was a con man, like literally, mm-hmm. and like, I know the Book of Mormon is racist. And like, right. I, I almost did all of that, but it's like, that's not gonna help anybody. Um, the, mm-hmm. Everybody already knows that, like they're just blocking it from their mind. Like I had one friend text me, he says uh, he says I find now that I'm older the quote from President Monson goes through my mind do the harder thing right than the easier wrong do the harder right than the easier wrong so when I start mm-hmm. doubting my faith I think through the bad thoughts and push them away I double down on my faith because it's easier to fall away from the church than to push through and I said sorry you feel that way man but leaving was the hardest thing I've ever done so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, we're still friends, but I won't see you at church, and because yeah. they they think like they're taught like it's easy, it's easy to leave, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and we're, we're painted with this broad brush of like, oh, they're an anti-Mormon, they're they're out, they're evil. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't listen to what they say, um, yeah, and it's really, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole whole thing. <laughs>
1: But I think it's even so, as calmly, politely, and as professionally as you made your post, you still can't avoid the stupid comments. Like, there's right. no way for somebody to tell a member of their church that they're leaving, to do it enough times, and to not have the stupid comments.
0: Right. And so no matter I, how you do it. Yeah. And I, I think there's no way. I think the stupid comments help kind of make the point of. Cause for for most Christian people um, mm-hmm. and most religious people, there's not like a, oh, they left the faith kind of thing, right? This is a very mm-hmm. fundamentalist religion thing. Yeah. Um, and And so for most people, they won't understand, like, why do you have to leave? Why do you have to make it official, right? But those comments that people leave saying, I'm really sad for you, like you've gone astray kind of thing, those kind of you know, point to that. And it's like, that's why you have to leave. And so I think for people yeah. on the outside looking in, it just further solidifies Mormonism as a weird fundamentalist religion. And, and people can see like, oh, like when you leave, people react that way. That, mm-hmm. you know, could you imagine if I moved to another country and everybody in Canada was like, so sad, so, so sad that he are
1: to us now. left
0: canada like i just don't even know you anymore it's like you mm-hmm. it's like you never even believed in the canadian parliamentary system oh at all like it's like what yeah yeah that, so i i think those comments actually um help my case and and hinder them yeah so, they show great
1: so i guess it's kind of like because some other posts and more bombastic ones it catches fire Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of like like what did you think was going to happen that you were going to write something that was so brilliant so brilliant that you were going to undo 20 plus years of auto indoctrination with these people and they were just going to all of a sudden see the light right would that have worked on you if you were a member it wouldn't have worked on me i rolled my eyes at everybody who was posting about their departure from the church and being like what an obnoxious idiot Right. He never had a testimony. Yeah. Let me think about the 25 things he did that were kind of Jack Mormon-ish, and then I can confirm to myself that he or she never truly believed. Right. Because of the way I'm choosing to remember them. And that's what they're all going to do.
0: Yep. Yep. And that's why I think those sharing those podcasts on there was a good idea, because the people mm-hmm. who want to hear the full story, and I think it's easier yeah. to put on a YouTube video and podcast and listen to it than yeah. to you know read Write through it this out. whole post and... And so this way I got people asking me questions that I could answer in a safe, you know, environment mm-hmm. and, um, and, and go through the full story and really share my whole experience with, with mm-hmm. them and, um, and, and see the way that I talk about it too. Because the way that I talk about it in those podcasts isn't uh, vitriolic. Like I'm like, this is, mm-hmm. this is what happened. This was my experience. And people yeah. can also see that I'm a happy person, that I'm not sitting behind a keyboard, crying my eyes out and, you know, <laughs> cursing God, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I, think, I think that went pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I did get one person post on my wall, though.
1: And you took that off, much to my disappointment.
0: Yeah, well, so it's still visible. So people who follow her are able to All see it. Oh, can follow it. Um, yeah. but it's not visible on my timeline. Cause I'm like, I don't want, I don't want a general or it's not even a general conference talk. It's a BYU, uh, talk from, uh, uh Nelson and I'm like, I don't need <laughs> what. And, and, um, it, uh, she says, I was listening to this talk this morning and the content made me think of the post Alex sent to Facebook. So she's not even like directing it at me. She's like, I'm sharing this and tagging Alex in it so that if any of our mutual friends, because this is my friend's mom. So we have like a ton of yeah. mutual friends. And yeah. uh, so she, it's like not even directed right at me. And then mm-hmm. uh, she says, please listen to the words about the church of Jesus Christ directly from our prophet, you know, almost trying to be like, don't listen to Alex, don't listen to Alex, like listen to the prophet. Yeah. And um, I listened to the talk. And basically what I got out of it is uh, gay bad and everything we say is good is good. Um, That was the lesson. Um, Thanks, Russ.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, BYU talks are gems because it's like general conference talks. That's where the church still has to be cautious of, okay, like we're trying to get this out internationally to everybody Mm -hmm. So we kind of need to mind our manners. BYU, it's like a little bit more secluded so they can really start talking about what they think. And then BYU, Idaho is like Mecca. So they can just, they can start cutting people's heads off. Nobody would turn them in, right?
0: No. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Is like, what would make somebody not believe? And that's always like, I, I find three of the greatest questions I always ask members is, if God asked you to kill somebody, what would you do? Um, mm-hmm. what, what could the church do that would be like, oh, wait, that's wrong. Um, and also, oh, what's the other question that I like asking people? I forget. I'll remember it someday and I'll, I'll bring it up again. But, um, I like asking people those types of questions cause it gets them being like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The third question I really like asking is if it wasn't true, would you want to know because it makes people aware of of their own like thought stopping or whatever right of their mm-hmm. own like oh even if it wasn't true i wouldn't want to know which means mm-hmm. and, and it like it especially messes with smart people people who consider themselves to be smart and educated. Because they're like, oh mm-hmm. wait, like I care about truth, but for some reason on this one I don't.
1: I worked through all three of those questions actually mm-hmm. on my way out of the church. Yep. My wife asked me about: Is there any? If the basically like if the church asked you to practice polygamy, would you do it? Which mm-hmm. was basically like: Is there anything they can ask you to do that you wouldn't do? Yep. The um, the second question: um, Is there anything that could tell you that it wasn't true. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What I had set up for myself was the Book of Mormon, as far as I knew at that point in time, (laughs) the revisions were mainly grammatical, and I was really, really very much impressed that it was just kind of like this dictated script with no major revisions, Mm -hmm. but then you find out that one of the revisions is is that he mixed up Mosiah and Benjamin in the first draft, and King Benjamin comes back from the dead, and then they (laughs) changed it back to Mosiah. Like he didn't literally come back from the dead. It's just he right. appears again, and it's supposed to be Mosiah. They mix up the name. And yep. I, when I found out about, I'm like, that is the thing that blows the whole book up.
0: Yep, and that's the thing. It only takes one thing. Yeah. Like it. On, like all you have to say. That's one of the things I mentioned in one of the podcast episodes. I said, I said, okay, so the um, the what did I. What did I say? I, I said, oh, yeah, in Second Nephi, like, um, they quote a bunch of Isaiah. But the problem is half of Isaiah is generally considered, like a significant portion of Isaiah is generally considered to have been written by biblical scholars. They consider it to be written after 600 BC. Mm-hmm. And, and like that ruins the whole Book of Mormon. That's over.
1: So I had an apologetic for that. When I had an apologetic for all of those kinds of concerns, is that God is giving Joseph Smith the words, these are the
0: words of Scripture.
1: I mean, the whole thing's a miracle.
0: Right. So why Why not just add another miracle?
1: Miracle on top of it. Right. So that's why I'd say, like, the Mosiah-Benjamin switch, is it's like, no, this is sloppy workmanship.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: You can't tell me the guy engraving in plates taking the time to engrave it in plates made a whoopsie like this right he knows the painstaking process of scrawling on
0: well, metal and sheets then, and and remember joseph wasn't even looking at the plates he was looking at the peepstone so god you put oh made a oops, mistake sorry not uh, oops, not benjamin yeah. oops sorry i sometimes forget my kids names i mix them up all yeah. the time silly like, me
1: but i'm the all-knowing god And so the only explanation for that one is that God put that in there to test our faith.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. But that is one where it's just like,
1: no, like this is a mistake. This isn't a revision. This is a mistake. This is a, and this book was dictated flawlessly from the mouth of Joseph Smith. It's hard to walk around that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all pretend. Um, but this has been, this has been one of our longer episodes. We're just over an hour. Um, yeah that is the whole saga of how I decided to just say it publicly on Facebook um, mm-hmm. and all the all the way to saying it and kind of the the fallout i'm I'm sure I've yet to get some messages and some responses from people, but it's been generally positive, um, mm-hmm. which shows the caliber of friends. The Lord, our God, um, Joseph Smith, has blessed me with. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, that's been good. But we're happy to be starting season two, I guess-ish. You know, we we'll are just kind of keep going. Um, we've yeah. gotten some good feedback. Uh, what's the email again? People can keep giving us feedback.
1: Unmormon, unmormon at gmail.com.
0: Fantastic. So yeah send us an email let me know let us know what you think let us know um if you have your own thoughts to share on on some of the subjects we're we're talking about uh we have some guests coming up and some other interesting topics to to share uh one last thing too um should I put the uh links to our other podcasts that we're doing
1: um let
0: me think about it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, we're, we're yeah. working on other projects, and um, um, obviously we use fake names on here. We've slipped up. Everybody knows our, our real names, I think. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, we're working on some other podcast projects that people might enjoy. Uh, and so maybe someday we'll, uh, we'll share that with everyone else. But with that, um, I guess I, I share these things with you all. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
1: Amen.